Hello, nerds and ne'er-do-wells, and welcome back to another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck-nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Now, we don't usually do this, but we wanted to take a hot moment this week to shout out one of our favourite charities. Now, for those of you who do not know them, Grim & Co. are a UK-based charity working out of Rotherham who help promote creative reading and writing in young children. Now, I was fortunate to grow up in a hugely creative environment where books were always available, and I was encouraged to be creative both in my writing and with my art. However, I can totally appreciate that these opportunities are not available to all young people out there. Enter Grim & Co., a children's literary charity that champions the writer in every child, helping build confidence, self-esteem, and offering important life skills. All that based out of their truly stunning apothecary shop that offers a wide range of spells, potions, and knick-knacks to beings of all types, both magical and mortal. They are literally changing lives one story at a time. So please, please reach out to them if you're able and pledge whatever you can and help them with their amazing work. You can find them at grimandco.co.uk. That's grim with two M's and co.co.uk. Right. I know, I know, I know I say this every week, but please note that the content from here on in is not suitable for tiny years. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. It is filthier than a coal miner's shovel. Listener discretion is advised. That's got to cover off everything you need to know to get going this week. So without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, Matt, Chanel, Lewis, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. And after all that shit show, we are live. What's everyone drinking? I only say that because we're drinking Prosecco. Ooh, are you celebrating or are you just being fancy? Chanel had a bad day, bought some on a train home from a Morrison's with a chicken coronation sandwich. Wow. Reduced to 98p. Who buys a bottle of Prosecco in a reduced coronation chicken sandwich? It wasn't my own bottle of alcohol. And your Christmas decorations are still up. And it's February. Stop dodging the question. What are you drinking? <laughs> I've, I just finished a seltzer. I'm giving them a go. They're everywhere. It, Hard seltzer. Yeah, yeah. Did we see them on Dragon's Den? No, no. Was they good? Did they? Did they get money? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. Nobody wants hard seltzer. Um, like this is lovely. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. What highbrow drink is Matt drinking? Kirgan uh, Beanie. It's a church wine that I brought the other day. Oh. Church wine. Church wine. Yeah, that like sweet wine. Like the, oh, the so you, mean you stole it out of a communion or something? No, like no, not not this time. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's if it's the same wine that you brought around mine a couple of weeks ago. Then that's worth stealing from church. That was wild. That was good. Chris, is that gin? Gin, gin. And Raggy is on all the gains. Raggy's looking wow. in the shape of his life. Comes here at lifestyle. Chris Rag looking swole. Ragging yeah. is in the shape of his life. 
Uh, right. Quickly, Lewis, who are we sponsored by? Um, this week, checks notes, ruffles paper. Um, it's Washington Smythe and Sons uh, pubic lice comb. Uh, buy one, get one. Oh. Buy one, get one free. I believe our notes say. Um, thank you for the sponsorship. Buy one, get one free. Um, Smythe and Sons pubic lice comb. Um, they are very good, but a point of warning: don't mix up your pubic lice comb with your beard comb. Otherwise, they migrate. Or do you know? It's buy one get one free. You know, twice as nice, twice the lice. That's what they say. That's what they say. Twice, <laughs> twice the lice. Twice, twice as nice. Great. <laughs> that is what they say. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Matt's there. Where's the hype? <laughs> Matt's like woo in the background. Woo. Lice comb, baby. We're gonna we're gonna leave that where where it is, and we are gonna move on to uh Recap, because Lewis, I know you've not managed to uh, be here for a couple of weeks. Just going to give us a quick recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had risen to the challenge of breaking into the chief warden's office and stealing various items. This was all in a bid to prove their worth to Webberly Pebbles and Squawk, two other inmates who were planning a bold jailbreak in the near future. Tatty decided that before he could start their search, what he needed was some decent lockpicks. Going back to the canteen, he reignited the tense chat he had had previously with the slightly portly tubby tabaxi lady who worked there. She claimed she had a set that she could give Tatty, but in return she needed just one simple thing. Her tired feet needed a good old rubdown. Taking his stumpy fingers, our gnome friend got the tub of margarine and went to it, rubbing out all the knots and bunions on the poor pussy's paws. A job well done. The gnome was awarded a set of lockpicks and sent back to the adventuring party. But where was the chief warden's office? Who could say? Suddenly it dawned on Aristobulus that he had the locate spell and could use it to track down the direction of objects. However, he had never used it before. With a crackle of energy and a heavy groan of mysticism, the old priest mumbled the words to help locate the chief warden's pile cream. But nothing happened. Slowly looking down, Aristobulus realised that he had become engorged, his magical manhood becoming a divining rod, pointing towards his intended target. Trying to stay a safe distance from this new offshoot, the gang followed him back into the corridor where his genital GPS pointed up a flight of guarded stairs. Taking one for the team, Hanash took a number two and flung it directly at the guard, who proceeded to chase him round the prison wing before finally losing him in the exercise. This brave sacrifice bought the team the time and space they needed to mount the stairs as they searched for the Chief Warden's office. Following the codpiece compass, they stumbled upon the mortuary, Tatty investigating and soon realising that this was clearly the room next to the Warden's office. Finally finding the correct door, the party weighed up their options, Belsiar bravely putting himself forwards to interdimensionally travel and blink to the other side of the locked door then opening it for his companions. However, on doing so, he soon realised that he had reappeared just feet away from the Chief Warden's secretary, who looked on at him in horror. Panic ensued! And to mask their clear intrusion, the party opted to deliver a smoke cloud into the middle of the office and pass Belsier off as a ghost, while the rest of them raided the adjoining Warden's office. After a very long and painful search that involved Tatty breaking his newly won lockpicks, Aristobulus had to step in and save the day with his spiritual weapon causing maximum damage to the surrounding furniture and architecture. They did, however, make a clean escape with both the pile cream, an applicator glove, and a framed picture of the warden's wife, leaving only the crying receptionist to wonder what she had just witnessed. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. 
it was the most hilarious clusterfuck <laughs> I just want to say as well your alliteration is almost as criminal as we are <laughs> in a good way in a good way I just like take one for the team and do a number two yeah <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're meant to be working and all you're thinking about is how best to summarise. Yeah. I have, I have a question about what happened yep. to my cellmate, the ginger with the mask. Oh, yes. Um, He went back to his cell whilst you were ejecting porridge from your ear hole. Criminal. That's really criminal, the fact that that is an open-ended story and we didn't get to... It's a big open-ended um plot twist. So just to speed the storyline along, as I know we're a little bit late starting out today, what we'll say for the sake of storyline is that um, you make it out successfully from your jailbreak with all the bits you need. Each of you has a long rest overnight, which you can mark off on your uh, individual screens. And in the morning you make your way into the yard where after breakfast and whilst Finding a secluded corner, you talk to Webley Pebbles, uh, Hanash, offering him the pile cream, applicator glove, and framed picture of the Chief Warden's wife. He's particularly impressed that you not only stole the pile cream, but also the applicator glove. Um, As he ushers you away from where voices can be heard and tells you that tonight is the night of the full moon, and that all will be revealed with his fantastic plan to break you out of this penitentiary. That Squawk has been working with the guards and will find a way to wake you in the middle of the night. Uh, The plan is to retrieve your belongings from the locker rooms so that you get back all the equipment that you have put aside. And he will meet you in the canteen, in the kitchenette area where you will make your escape. I, re- I remind him that like it, like the whole party is coming as well. It's not just me, but it's it's, my, it's, my, it's the crunk fucker's experience that's coming with us. He sighs a little. He looks like he's going to complain about this and then looks down and realises that you bought him the applicator glove as well. <laughs> and you get the feeling like his piles are bad. This man's seen some weapons-grade hemorrhoids. Can, can, I, can I ask him a question? Of course. So, the, the, you mentioned it's the full moon tonight. Is that a great night to be escaping from prison? He looks at you for a while, taps the side of his nose, and says, Let me remind you that I was a prop designer for the movies. Okay. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> That's all the explanation we need. <laughs> I once worked in Hollywood. We're definitely just going to get, like, fur on us. Like, we're yeah. werewolves. Get out of the way. Just give me, like, Belkar, the last one. He, um, as he looks at you, he looks at your, your sharp teeth in your crocodilian face, and he giggles to himself and says, I've been planning this for years, working hard towards it. A few more people will make no difference to me. Be ready. Tonight, the Kenku will come for you. Got it. Full moon. Um, and at that, you go about your day. Is there anything any of you particularly wants to do in the day before your grand What, what happens with my magical boner? Your magical boner? Well, yeah, you're, you, you've been waddling around all day. Uh, your magical divining rod was quite sore after yesterday. Um, you've, you've bandaged it up 
using some twine and a sock. <laughs> strap, strap it to a leg. <laughs> you, you've strapped it to a leg using some twine <laughs> and a lollipop stick. Nature will work itself out. You know, I've made a splint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a note in the spell that says, last for one hour, please seek medical attention. <laughs> uh, I've casted Veragmus and it's... Uh, <laughs> It's there. It's just. It's okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. So I'm wearing a weird crotch splint. Okay. Great. Fantastic. That's great. Maud, is there anything you wish to do before you attempt to break out of this prison? Yes. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to make sure that we've got snacks and supplies. <laughs> in the foyer always always get snacks Absolutely. in the foyer what is Maud wearing can is it can I hide snacks and like like <laughs> you're aware that um, at the moment you're in prison wear which is just rough overalls with your prisoner number on them but as uh, Webley Pebbles recounted to Hanash, at some point you will be getting your equipment back, so you will be back up to full inventory, whatever you had. Yeah. Sadly, minus the wolf. Um, the wolf is not in this enclosure. When it's you say the else. wolf, yes. you mean you mean Barbara? I do mean Barbara, yeah. Not like her slave name, the wolf. They've not kept Barbara in a utilities locker for the last... She's just been howling constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that makes me sad. I, I wish I hadn't said that. It's a river of wolf piss coming yeah. out of the little caps in the bottom. Uh, yes, I would like to start um, kind of getting supplies so that I can have snacks on the journey. Okay. So we will say, uh, for the sake of moving the storyline along, as you all breakfast, the rest of you taking your trays back up to the window and depositing them, you look back and see Maud shuffling around, mind-sweeping up all of the dead breakfasts awesome. that people have left around. Yeah. Bit of smoked salmon, set some eggs. In Croydon, they call that a king's plate, you know. It's called king's cup. Yeah, that was a that was a callback to a random fact Chanel gave us about seven hundred podcast episodes ago. Easter eggs, all about the Easter eggs. All about the Easter eggs. Our um, our listeners in Bolivia love them. <laughs> Huge, big following in Bolivia. Massive Bolivian following. Uh, yes, uh, the tiefling um, subtly wanders around securing snacks for the breakout as you make your way back to your cells after. Stretching your legs in the exercise ground. Yes, 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 yes. Can I go see Caleb, please? Of course. Okay, sure. Uh, what? what how do you want to... In the exercise yard, in the, in the canteen? Do you wanna... Wherever he is. Uh, it's, uh, it's just for like a goodbye chat, see if he's sure he doesn't want to come on. Oh, that's nice. I'm trying not to break all my relationships like I have in the past. I'm trying to grow as a character. You make your way out into the exercise yard whilst everyone else is going about their business. At first you see a guard who looks at you like he recognises you, but he's looking for a man who's much fatter. (laughs) As he looks at you and shakes his head and walks past. Um, As you make your way forward, you look around for a while, you can't seem to see him. 
and then you see a darkened corner on a small bench. You see him, he's got his notebook out and he's writing with his pencil. He's used two plasters to join his pencil back together oh. where it was snapped in the fight. Aristobulus is going to use that trick. No? Oh, I forgot I was meant to get a pencil. Oh no, I feel bad. Oh, me too, actually. <laughs> oh, we could get one from the warden's office. You walk over to his little prone form, sitting down. You you sidle up next to him. It's ridiculous. The size difference between you is noticeable. I say, what's up, Caleb? Oh, hello. Are you all right? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. The bruises are healing. I'm, I'm glad. And then I give him, like, a stern pat on the back. What? <laughs> I'm growing as a person. So. <laughs> I say, you sure you don't want to um, join us? No, I'm a coward. My job here is to document things. I've been no good in an escape. Are you, are you a spy? <laughs> He's a narc. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks around for the voice of Aristobulus who's just oh. leaning against some dumbbells in the weight training <laughs> section. <laughs> I don't trust him. Caleb, Caleb's MVP. I'm calling it. He looks over at you, Hanash. And he flicks through his notebook and he shows you some pages at the back. And he's drawn some stick figures of all of you. He's drawn some pictures of the crunk fuckers. How, how, how old is he? How old is he? Uh, he's a middle-aged man. He's going to be like 35. Oh. <laughs> you describe him like a child. <laughs> so well, he, he's like a tax man. He's like an accountant. Right. He's sort of like He a... draws cartoons of his friends. Cool. Got you. <laughs> Got you. That's fine. That's fine. We know, we know what he's into and that's cool. He looks over you, he's like, sticks and stones can break my bones. But I've got a throbbing erection. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what he wants from me. I'm staying out of this. Sorry, it's your scene. It's your scene. He looks over at you, Hamash, and he says, um, I made it very clear it's not that kind of friendship. I'm, I'm just here for companionship, all right? He says that in every conversation. <laughs> I say, well, you know, it's been nice getting to know you, and like, I hope you, you know, survive over here. Like, I'm going to yeah, assume. I survive. What do you know that I don't? <laughs> I mean, I've only been here five days and you got beaten up once, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because I, I hung out with you, you prick. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to call you a prick. Don't hurt me. I said, I'm not going to hurt you, but I do want a souvenir. I take a pencil. I say, catch you later, Caleb. <laughs> 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 I tried to grow. <laughs> he just looks really sad as he looks at his book. <laughs> Put that in your inventory. <laughs> okay, I, I feel bad. I, like, I snap it in half and give him like the, the the half that doesn't have the useful bit on it. Oh, <laughs> he didn't feel that bad then. That, that's he worse. looks at you. He looks at you for a while, and then he says, "Do you know what? One day we'll be reunited, and we'll join these two halves of the pencil together, and we will know that we were once friends." I, I, I do the heart symbol, and I bring my like hands together for like a heart. And then I walk away. And then I turn back and put my hand out. And then I walk away. <laughs> you are really like, like you're playing hopscotch with this fucking, <laughs> this fucking growth line. Like, I'm a good person. Now I'm a child. This is a thing of beauty. As you say goodbye to him, you look back and you can almost see him choking back tiny little tears. As hot tears splash down onto the picture of the crunk fuckers that he's drawn in the back of his book and smudge the face of Belsiar. As... <laughs> You make your way back to your cells. You spend a merry day going about all your stuff as Tatty wants to do something to derail this episode. Go on then. Um, can I... Actually, we can probably do this when we get when we get picked up. Uh, no, I'll wait. I'll wait until until the Kenku comes for us. Okay. This sounds like the Kenku's going to murder us. Yeah, like yeah. The Kenku comes for us. Yeah. 
Okay, so <laughs> as you go about the rest of your day, Maud waddling around with snacks strapped to her body. Snack. LCR wandering around with a nervous energy about him. Hanash rubbing half his broken pencil. Aristobulus rubbing his broken pencil. And Tatty double-guessing what he wants to do as you spend a nervous day in your cells. As evening comes, you, Maud, as you sleep, feel a hand move above you as a winged arm presses its lips against... Its lips? No. (laughs) Its fingers against your lips as you see the Kenku (laughs) in yourself. I would... I'm not really used to being touched, so... (laughs) Uh, I'd That's like the name of this to, episode. <laughs> I'd like to grab its wing and bend the tip back just on reflex. You hear a stifled out of its beak as um, you see an old man crouching over Tatty as he turns and is like, shh. Okay, sorry. Force alarm. You say really loudly (laughs) as the kinku once again presses a feather against your lips. When I was being attacked, what's the alarm? like, I have planned this for a decade. Be quiet. Got you! (laughs) You see Gaspar, the non-binary spider, (laughs) sticks a leg out from his little hole, looks at you, Tati, and is like, you are going so soon. I say, sorry, pal. No more... No more, no more uh, showing a bit of leg for you, I'm afraid. Au revoir, mon ami. What's <laughs> <laughs> Spanish? Je t'aime. <laughs> he was French, I think, yeah. I think he's been a couple of things, to be honest. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's a citizen of the world. He doesn't see borders. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. For the sake of storyline, each of you is woken by... Webley and I have a question first off whilst I'm being awoken is my uh, my ginger roommate still in my cell he's aware of it as you make the international charade sign for you coming yeah I want to like I want to like go up and kind of be like um hello sweet prince kind of thing like whisper whisper because it's been a rocky start it's been a rocky start with me and him. You know, there was some tension, then there was porridge in the air. There was some unpleasantness. So I'd like to give it a brief um, whisper of, uh, it's now or never, baby. You coming with me? You're going to let this fizzle out? Or do you want to give me a flash of those pearly blues? <laughs> he looks at you for a while, and then he just, an arm shoots out Ooh. and grips yours and gives you a handshake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just a handshake. Just a, and he shakes my arm. hand. <laughs> oh. As you as you as you feel your appendage stretching against the cords which are holding it to the lollipop stick strapped to your thigh, you realise this is the closest to friendship you're going to get out of the man. Can I go to um, lift the mask up just before we go, just real quick? Just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Almost uh, in, a, in, a, in a partridge-esque. I know the situation isn't calling for it, but I'm going for it anyway. As you go for it, he slaps you hard across the face, a little drip of blood coming down your lip as you go to lick it off. He just nods slowly at you, releases your hand, and helps you out, shutting the door behind you. (laughs) (laughs) He's decided to stay. He's quite happy there as now bars between me and him. Well, I tested the boundaries and I got a slap for it, Feddies. As you make your way back through the corridors quietly you notice the Kenku's been working with the guards hence your cells and your cells only have been unlocked at this ungodly hour 
As uh, yes. Can I, um, as we are, as we're being gathered after we've woken up, um, I have, um, I've got my dagger and I've got the scalpel and the like blade thing that I got uh, from the morgue. Yes. Can I, um, can I give the, can I give the blade to Hunash? Yes. And can I give the scalpel to Maud? Jesus. Just want to make sure we've got some, got some, got some weapons. Elsia, do you want to do you want to do you want to trade anything with anybody? I just yeah, I just got up to Tatty and I'm like, where's where's my weapon, Tatty? Say so you are the weapon, magic man. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> As Aristobulus just hands you a filthy lollipop stick. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. I look, I just look at Aristobulus and I say, I like look down at his his member and I say, keep your weapon away from ah. me. <laughs> wow. As, wow. I mean. Minus five. <laughs> um, as the Kenku and the elderly man escort you through dark passages, through several doors which are opened by guards, you make your way to a set of um, gated steel doors. As they're opened up in front of you, you're taken into a locker room as um, Webley opens various lockers and you, are, you have your equipment return to you so you are now back and if you haven't had a long rest I suggest you mark that off can we put on our armors you may indeed put on your armor and the robe of stars yes fuck yeah as you start walking out naked Webley is like you may wish to put on your robe Uh of stars yes I'll take escaping naked is not part of it (laughs) but it feels so good okay and then I'll take it off him begrudgingly Sort of the familiarity of the stars around my neck feel pretty good again. So I believe I'm still only down one. I've like they recharge. Oh fuck yeah! So I've got how many? Four, six, eight. On the item. Uh, okay, I'll check it. <laughs> no all. They're like Duracell. They recharge. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say they um they probably recharge on like a long rest or something. They recharge on long rest. I imagine. Yeah, man. Tatty, Tatty looks across at, at Honash and, and Maud after giving them piddly, <laughs> basically daggers, and he's just like, it's the thought that counts. As you look over, you see the gnome ranger just slowly rubbing his bow as he's clearly missed it. Mm. Each of you feeling a familiarity with your equipment that you left behind. Honash, your weapons and your armor. Tatty, your bow. Aristobulus, your tin whistle and your shovel. And- don't forget my flask of fairy shit so your flask of fairy shit so there's quite a lot of good stuff going on here you look around as Maud is currently stashing snacks into the um, squirrel handbag yes (laughs) and Belsiar is just weeping at a small picture of the otters that he keeps in a locket locket. are they stickmen otters yeah, they're just stick men. They don't look any like otters, but I know they're otters. It's fucking hard to draw. <laughs> you can see crocodile tears just rolling. It just looks like stage. cat stood up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Otters are just like cat stood up. As Webley Pebbles looks to each of you and says, This is no time for a pity party. We must move on. We need the full moon. It must be at its zenith. Oh. As um, Webley and Squawk escort you, each of you 
readying yourselves for the adventure ahead. The unknown and the chance to escape from this place with, if not your equipment, then possibly your dignity. As you are escorted back through the canteen and into the kitchenette, you see now above you couldn't work out there whether Tati was trying to get my attention or I had, scratch I had, his nose. I actually did want to check something, but it, um, yes. can I make a quick check as we enter the kitchen to see if um, Tubby, Tabitha ever got me those Tinker's tools? <laughs> you can make me a investigation check if you want. That's a natural one. A natural one. As you look around, you look where the Tubby Tabaxi's seat is where she sits at the window as you look through various drawers for things you knock over a pile of forks as they clatter on the floor as you turn around and you just see the kenku standing behind you with its wings on its hips <laughs> looking very does the does the kenku mimic the sound of the forks dropping there's <laughs> 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 um <laughs> You're clearly not making friends here. Each of you looking around, you see in the top of the canteen are various skylights, and through the skylights, the floor is illuminated with uh, clear, pale moonlight. <laughs> the inside of the... As you turn around and hear the tiefling sneeze, Wembley <laughs> Pebbles says, shh. As the sneeze echoes around the kitchenette area reflecting off all the various surfaces and sinks and things like that you realize this is quite a noisy area looking around each of you starts to wonder what the escape plan is depending on where we go next due to you know my um i should say unorthodox blood flow thanks to the magical boner i um i feel like my feet are hurting a bit at this point so i'd like to, i'd like a piggyback um <laughs> preferably off the winged creature whichever direction we go in I don't really care but uh, you know Aristobulus has been through a lot and I feel like his circulation is going to be all over the show you feel me? your feet have got a bit numb yeah exactly you're, you're trying to get a piggyback off uh, the one with wings please oh the biggest one the, yeah, king the kinku yeah is that bigger? that's the biggest thing in the room right? yeah let's go that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking like the Harry Potter right. scene but we're going through a tiny corridor I hate to say this. Are you doing this by consent? I'm gonna, I'm gonna by... give it a nod. Like, yeah, you're right, mate. <sighs> Just sort of jump, hop on. <laughs> that's that's the aim. Make make me a perception. No, no. Sorry, make me a persuasion Ooh, check. Okay, okay. You give me one minute, baby. We're gonna do persuasion. Are we gonna do? Do we think we're gonna do well? What's the consensus from everyone? It's gonna be a natural one. It's gonna be a natural might one. not be a natural one. Oh. What's it gonna be? What's it fucking gonna be? Are we fucking ready? It's rolling on screen. Oh, 18. Got 18. Um, you and the Kenku look at each other for a while. You do the international charades for Can I Have a Piggyback? <laughs> as the Kenku shakes its beak for a while, as you reach a hand out and just start ruffling cutlery and stuff on the side, making noise. As the Kenku lowers its shoulders, shakes its head, and then realizes that the only way you're ever going to shut the fuck up is if it gives you a birdie back. Oh, yes. Uh, it leans over and lets you mount the Kenku <laughs> from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's familiar, yes. Yeah, you feel you feel the feeling of your 
trousers on his cloaca. <laughs> as my my cloaca of stars on his. No, <laughs> this is the bit where everyone wonders whether a male bird has a cloaca. I have no idea. If you're a uh, ornithologist, please don't write in. Um, big, big with the ornithology right. in Bosnia. Bit massive with the ornithology crew here. As uh, you all looking around, waiting for the show to start, there's a real tension in the air. As you stand motionless, looking on, as Webley Pebbles slowly gets out a piece of chalk and starts marking out runic symbols on the hard, cold stone floor of the kitchen, illuminated only by a shaft of bright moonlight piercing through the skylight in the ceiling. A silence descends upon the party as you hear him groaning and grunting in a low voice as he draws away, firstly talking to himself and then later singing in a low-pitched song that carries on the quiet night air, reflecting off the metal surfaces of the kitchen. Webley pauses now and then, stepping back to assess his work, first from one angle, then another, changing a line first and then a symbol here and there. You see the beads of sweat forming on his brow from concentration, reflected in the bright light of the full moon. A bead of sweat falling off the end of his nose and landing amongst the symbols. The Kenku carrying Aristobulus slowly moves forward to offer him a filthy tea towel, which is easier said than done whilst carrying a grown man on your back, to help him mop his brow. The old man looking up in surprise, so engrossed in his work, he'd forgotten that he had company around him. Taking a slow step back, he stares at the work of his hands and nods. Well, I should do it, he says slowly in a low, raspy voice. Good job it's not a cloudy day. Be <laughs> right, boy. <laughs> can I make a arcana check? To, can I work out what he's trying to do? Mm-hmm. Sure can. I never get to use my arcana. Three. Ah, <laughs> ah good. Three. Good. Never again. <laughs> Back in its box. It Quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> You see some of the symbols that you think you recognize from um, some of the classes you had in the wizard's sleeve. Unfortunately, as you try and recollect what symbols they are, your mind just goes back to um, the fact that you never really paid attention in class. Um, You had a real crush on one of the other dragonborns and worked out that you could attempt to masturbate through a hole in your pocket (laughs) of your robes. (laughs) Um, and that's all you can really think about. Ah, the formative years of a crocodile. Oh, that's, that's some character depth. You just gave away some XP there early because I believe there was an earlier, way back when, I think it was the, like, what don't you know about your character thing we did. And Matt, didn't you be like, did you, I swear to God, you said, I'm not really sure if he knows what sex is. <laughs> but clearly, <laughs> but clearly he does. He's just been keeping it on the low. No, he doesn't. He doesn't necessarily know what sex is. But he knows that rubbing the nubbin felt he, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't understand why. He doesn't know what sex is, but he knows what love oh, is. Wow. When you find yeah. that trouser hole, <laughs> you you hang on tight. <laughs> I've got that tattoo for a reason, you know. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Uh, no, you can't really glean anything from the Arcana check. As another magic boy. In the uh, in the crew, I know I'm kind of currently like uh, mounting uh, an NPC, but um, I mean, I feel like I should do something useful here. Maybe what I'll I'll vocalize this rather than trying to go all up in it. Mm. So I'll offer my services almost in a weird sort of like colonial manner, as if I'm horseback, uh, as an elder statesman of the group. 
I'd like to offer my magical services if they'd be of use, or, or if they wouldn't. As you head towards the symbols, the man, looking slightly worried, ushers you away, takes you to one side and says, Yes, a portal. You'll summon a portal and we will travel away from it. Ah, do you need uh, help, my good man? I'm pretty au fait with the portal travel style myself. Uh, Reduces cues and travel sickness. He looks at you for a while, thinks about it and says, No. Okay. He looks you dead in the eye, and without breaking eye contact, he slowly starts unbuttoning the front of his shirt. Ooh. As first one button, then another button, and as the front of his shirt cracks open, you see that he's in fact shaved smoothly all the way across the front of his skin. As he peels his shirt back, you see that the old man's chest and back are covered in shapes and symbols. Not inked, but rather cut and scarred. Uh. Lifting his head back and staring up at the full moon through the skylight, Webley starts to chant a slow guttural melody that echoes off the walls of the kitchen, quiet at first but soon rising into a crescendo. I would like to interpretate this as a jam session and take out my loot. Okay, yep, absolutely. So we'll come back to that. (laughs) Looking around, you see nothing, hear nothing, then except for the beautiful melody. Then looking over at uh, Belsia, you see a wisp of light through your field of vision, like a woven cord of light. You follow it as it dances this way and that way. Looking back, you see that this cord of light has come through the open skylight and it is made of pure moon. Each of you now notice more of these cords appear, the cords of light weaving through each other to form a pattern as it moves to the rhythm of the old man's beautiful and haunting song. As you look on, you see the intricate pattern of light forms an ever-growing, roiling circle that hangs in the air and glimmers delicately. Peering at it, Tati, you discern that it is a portal. The crazy old man has actually done what he said he would do, despite all odds. Can I just check that there's, like, no guards coming in, that, like, the coast's clear and there's no general, like, perimeter check? Can I do, can I do the same thing, actually? Yep, you guys can... can um make a check to see whether anyone is about. Is that investigation or is it um, perception? Perception. Can I look for lemons? <laughs> uh, absolutely, you can look for lemons, yep. Why? <laughs> when life gives you lemons. <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a three. You got a three. As you look around, you can't really see any... Um, Oh dear, that's a bad roll. Um, as you look around, thank you. As you look around, you can't really see any guards. It's very late at night, and whatever deal the Kenku had with the guards seems to have paid off as you have this canteen all to yourself. Each of you looking around. Matt, what did you get for your investigation check for lemons? Uh, ten. Ten. Looking around, you can't see anything at first. And then, out of the corner of your eye, you see various hanging baskets with bits of fruit as you see an array of fruit, a smorgasbord of fruit, any kind of fruit you wish. Uh, yeah. I'll, Within reason. I'll take some, some lemons, I guess. Is that ki- kiwi fruit? Sure. You take a fistful of lemons and a kiwi. Yes. And deposit them upon yourself. Suddenly, a noise rises out of place. You realise each of you has been moving to the rhythm of the old man's beautiful song as it's woven light and made 
the portal that is growing in front of you. As a noise suddenly rises out of place and jarring at odds with this beautiful melody. Looking over, you now notice that Aristobulus has taken out his flute and is trying to join in with the old man's harmony. Taking your lute, you try and join in with the old man's harmony, playing out of key. But I'm birdback, remember, so I'm kind of doing a lot right now. Yeah, you're holding on with your legs. (laughs) The old man falters in his tune. For the first time, you hear him stutter and pause as Aristobulus continues to play his lute loudly. Oh, what are you doing? What is that tune? Uh, it's fucking sick. I'm going to give him a bit of a stank face, like, don't be harsh in my vibe. You notice now, looking over, that since the old man has stopped singing, the portal has started to dim, and the cords of light making up the fablet are starting to unweave from each other. I jumped through the portal. (laughs) (laughs) He said what he said, AJ. Come on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yes, yes, and but the floor closes, the floor closes around your stomach. <laughs> so you're just your legs dangling in another dimension. <laughs> As you make your way, Hanash, sprinting across the cold stone floor of the kitchen, you hear a high-pitched screeching noise that cuts through the air. Each of you falling to your knees, grabbing your ears, looking past the old man at the portal where Hanash was about to sprint you see a tiny tear appear at the top of it there instead of unweaving the cords of light are now torn asunder slowly at first and then with some speed and force as you look at the old man in front of you you see him softly groan now looking down you see his chest erupt as a sharp object is pushed through lifting him off the floor looking back you see it has come out through the portal as it begins to close and then another object appears a sharp bladed leg appears As it hits the floor, it makes the same scraping noise you heard before. And then another leg. And then another leg. As out of the portal squeezes the form of an abomination. Whatever this beast is, it is like nothing you've ever seen before. Eight razor-sharp arachnid-like legs protrude from a body that is thick and full of dark black muscle. But unlike a spider, this creature has a thick torso that ends in the head of a giant black stag. Its antlers equally sharp and threatening. Its mouth... Not the dulcet and calm one of a deer's, but rather a more full of crooked and sharp yellow teeth. Paralyzed by fear, you gaze on and see the stag has transfixed the old man, lifted him up, pebble-dashing the floor with a pitter-patter of his blood as the creature moves him towards its mouth. He lets out a feeble howl as he tries to push off the creature's face with an arm feebly as it bites through his thigh bone with a sickening crunch. You watch him pass out as the creature slowly consumes him, bite by bite, There is nothing left of him soon but a smear of viscera down the front of the deer's face. As each of you look on at the creature in front of you, now standing in front of the closing portal inside the canteen of the prison. It appears Aristobulus's terrible singing has changed the smell. The old man was using to escape. Rather than helping you escape, you've called something forth from the abyss. A classic no way home situation. (laughs) was that already the plan or did I just help us get there a bit quicker do you know what I wrote several plans and one of the plans I had was that if I put a tune out I bet you'd Mm -hmm. probably play along to it I've got to get get those XP points one way or another don't I so I'm playing catch up I was curious to see what you'd do so I made various several jumps fantastic you instantly yeah I go for the obvious how could I not 
You decided to pervert the course of a magical tune to call forth the summoning circle. Oh, you've got to jam out, haven't you? Aristobulus' mortal enemy, Portal. <laughs> Not vibing is my enemy, okay? Not being able to vibe out. That's the enemy. <laughs> So the, the abom- that abomination is still here, right? That's not, like, disappeared with the portal. Oh, no. Standing in front of you, 20 to 30 feet tall, crunching on the man. As you look over, you see the Kenku slowly weeping as a tear rolls down its beak as it watches its one-time friend being shredded like a chicken on the bone. Uh, I'm going to... And just... that's where we're going to take a drinks break yes. before we get into yes. combat. <laughs> Oh, I've missed combat so much. Each of you, now that you've got your weapons back, can do a half-decent job. You never know, this might be the day that Maud actually uses magic <laughs> rather than trying to beat someone's head with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I like, I, like to, I like hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, everyone could do magic in D&D. Where's the fun in that? Kill someone with some yeah. tin of corn. That goes down well. Yes. <laughs> well... All I'm saying is there's a lot Breaking this is a kitchenette. And wear it around the place. Why not? There's a lot there's a lot of tinned food in the kitchenette oh, area. Yeah. Right. Quick drinks break and then we're gonna have one almighty showdown with a giant twenty five foot spider with the head of a stag. Yes. yes. Love it. I wrote various versions of this storyline, wondering which of you would do which bit. I had a strong feeling that Aristobulus would probably join in the tune. Mm. Colin card, isn't it? Like like I say, mm. gotta build up the XP when I can. Take the bait. That was much easier than Tatty being reunited with his wolf. Yeah, it feels like a problem for another day, but we'll see. We'll see what we what happens. I thought for once I'd let you choose your own destiny. Bandersnatch, however. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. For the first time ever in D and want I want to see Hanash headbutt a giant spider to death with the spike in his head. Wow. What about Maud's dick nose? Do you know what? Right. Maud's dick nose is canon, but when we got Maud drawn, Chanel refused to pay for it unless she could have her dick <laughs> nose removed. Have you seen Maud? Yeah, but she's got a dick nose. Like No, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't fucking have a dick nose. We could, be, we could be in denial about it, can't we? Or we can we did have a standoff it. in the kitchen, and I was like, there's absolutely no... Standoff in the kitchen. Yeah. It was like, Maud has to have a dick nose, and I was like, that money leaves my account. She doesn't have a fucking dick nose. <laughs> Both of you, both of you, with like credit card in hand, like trying to draw. Like, yeah. what? Let's do the fourth in the spaghetti western trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> can he get a? Can he get a uh, roused? Was my going to be my question? Hence, bringing it up. Didn't know it was such a no. No, but the tip does go red in winter, <laughs> like a sock warmer. Sometimes the tip gets drippy. Oh, same, same. <laughs> it's like a ninety, a ninety-year-old man's willy. Kind of, uh... You've got so many questions there, right? Hey, how do you know what a ninety-year-old man's cock looks like? Telling. I mean, that's the, that's the main question. I have, I have to maintain his lifestyle somehow. <laughs> <laughs> She's got champagne <laughs> habits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You asked. You asked. You are, sadly, this bit usually gets cut out of the podcast. I'm not but looking I think, for uh, Sugar Daddy. I'm looking for a Glucose Guardian. <laughs> oh, Glucose Guardian! Yeah. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Okay, right. So, picking back up where we left off, Aristobulus has perverted the course of the escape by pissing about on his loot and changing the magical tune, which Webley Pebbles 
a practitioner of the dark arts, was using to open a portal. Through that portal stepped a behemoth of disgusting proportions, giant 20-foot spider with razor-sharp feet and the upper body of a stag with horns, as it soon eviscerated Webberly Pebbles, turning him into a kebab. You look over and see Squawk, a single tear running down his beak as he runs off back through the doors of the canteen and fucks off, locking you Where in. Where the fuck have I gone? Oh, have I gone with him? I'm on his back. Bitch. He dropped oh. you off. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to very slowly start humming. I'd like to be humming In the Air Tonight by uh, Phil Collins. By Phil Collins. Start off really slowly, moving from side to side, trying to throw the spider off a bit. Okay, this is solid. This is what they taught you at Rada, right? Lean I'm, into the role I'm, playing. Are we in the Are we in the kitchen now, or the canteen? The kitchen. Okay, so the door to the canteen is locked. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna. How big is this room? Uh, it's about sixty feet in each direction. Can we get a full game map? You can't get a 4K map because I spent so long writing this that I forgot to draw it. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Hashtag words come first. Um, How big is this kitchen? I just said uh, <laughs> it's about <laughs> 60 foot by 60 foot. He's getting He's shitty. very tired. He's getting, he's um, getting can shitty. I, can, I run, can I run and dive behind a... Um, I don't know if there's like a, a table in the middle of the kitchen or something. Oh, no, there's all sorts. Imagine the kitchen from Jurassic Park with the velociraptors in. Right. AJ. But much bigger. How, how, how big is this kitchen? Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. Aristobulus has a stroke. <laughs> He's always been a stroke. He's a pervert. He uses two hands. Ooh. I've heard the whip for the lens, but what about the height? How high is it? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Aristobulus has a stroke. You, one half of your ball sack you can't feel uh, anymore we'll, as it goes I'll limp. Keep, I'll keep trying. Uh, how tall is it? I'm only joking. Do, do you know what? It's a 60-foot cube. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> 60 foot by 60 foot by 60 foot. I mean, you said, the, you said the abomination was <laughs> like... And stress was a stroke. <laughs> 20 feet tall, something like that. Um, had what, sorry? You said it was like 20, 30 feet tall, the, the, yeah. the behemoth thing. So I, I just, to, just to give us all some perspective... This thing's pretty fucking big. Yes. Good. You're, you're going to struggle. You can hide behind things, but you're obviously, like, it's big. Me, yes. Me, me. Can, can I... So I've started humming and I'm moving from side to side to kind of make it uneasy. I'm going to start screaming the words to Bill Collins <coughs> in the air tonight just to make it a bit scared. And at the same time, I would like to use fairy fire. You're going to have to wait for your turn of initiative to do that. What? Well, what, I, what, what I will say is whilst That's the it. creatures... I'm going to beat it to death with its own leg and I'm going to wear its face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As the creature is finishing snacking on Webley pebbles, each of you goes about your individual thing. As Aristobulus is dumped on his ass as the Kenku runs out and locks the door. As I need each of you to make me an initiative. Can I do an investigation check before an initiative? Absolutely, of course you can. Can I have, like, a quick look around the room to see if there's anything dangerous that I can kind of use if there's any, like, propane tanks or any, like, you know, for, like, burners or any, yeah, any, 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 anything like that, yeah. any environmental... Propane stuff. tanks. There's an airlock you can suck it out of <laughs> in the finale. I'm in a kitchen. I don't know where there's gas... Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Make, make an investigation, I'll give you that. Where's my initiative? Oh, INT. Is that it? Yep. 
Uh, that might be intelligent. Hang on. Same next to the uh, armor class. Yeah. 21. Ah, oh, shit. Hanash got a 21 for investigation as he looks around, looks for things. The things you see, yeah, are on one wall of the chef chefing area. You see all sorts of sharp blades, cleaver knives, all sorts of things like that that would be used. As there's an area where, almost not quite an abattoir, but where fresh meat comes in, you can see like a giant bone saw and things like that. And you also see at the other end uh, a giant oven, uh, which is currently unlit. But there is like a giant, ginormous oven at the other end, uh, which obviously it's in the middle of the night. It's not lit, but could be of use to you. Uh, unfortunately, they don't keep airlocks, nitroglycerine, or uh, Gatling cannons in the kitchen. At the <laughs> we need liquid nitrogen. Just, the, come on, like Chris. That. It's not Weatherspoons. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You, you see the frozen form of the tubby tabaxi, like just frozen. In yeah, the demolition man. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like the uh, the Heston Blumenthal uh, molecular cocktails. Uh, I'm thinking exactly. that one in this kitchen. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Who, who's making me initiative checks? Come on, three. Give me some numbers. Oh god. Nine. It's not Fifteen. Seven. <laughs> uh, it's next to your armor class. Up the top. Up the top. Very top. 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 The little box. Tatty. Fifteen. Ah, yes. Thank you. 15 from me. I think Barbara should make a roll. Yes. Just just from her Somewhere psychic link. In a kennel in Port Zoon. Don't be hate. Wolf's ears just prick up because she's like... <laughs> As the small chihuahua that's mounted her from behind just carries on. No, <laughs> not canon. I hate you. She's, uh, you know, when... Ta- not in my name. When Tatty's away, Barbara will As play. he pulls out, there's just... The sound of a wolf queef <laughs> as we pan no, I, I just No, I don't object to the whole scenario. I just object that it, it couldn't possibly be a chihuahua. Like, how, how like, a direwolf. It has to be, it's going to have to be a big Maybe fucking it's dog. Maybe it's <laughs> Right, let me just and roll steroids, initiative maybe. for our giant friend. Um, yeah, nobody's friend. Have we established that this creature is bad? Have we established that it's bad? It just made a snack out of your friend. It might just be very misunderstood. Maybe our friend was bad. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. How did it roll so badly? Oh, okay. yay. Yeah, could it... Can I beat it to death with its own leg yet? Could it just been hungry? No, no, yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's just very misunderstood. That's why it rolled low initiative. It doesn't want to hurt us. It wants to wait and see what happens. Yes. I agree. So happy I got high initiative, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll succumb to the, the gentle hummings by of Phil Collins, you know. Bosnia's going to really love that. <laughs> Bosnia? Leave Bosnia out of this! <laughs> Bosnia and Herzegovina are not in our oh, list. Oh, who was it earlier? <laughs> Bolivia. Okay. Sorry, Bolivia. Wow. Same place, same place. Okay. Sorry, world. Five points Fuck for off. poor geography work. Right. Okay. Unbelievably, in a twist of fate... At the top of the initiative round, just as the giant spider with the stag's head and the razor-sharp horns looks up, chewing on the last of Wibbly Pebbles, he spits out a boot, looks up as Maud kicks us off in the initiative room. I would like to... to You already told us what you wanted to do. No, I think I've changed my mind now. You put me off. Um, (laughs) Okay, good. I'd like to do something a lot more awful. It's Gabriel. 
I'd like to do something a lot more awful. Okay. I would like to... Uh, I'd like to hit it with my thorn whip thing. Excellent choice. Okay. Right. What does that involve? you just got to make a hit attack on it. Yes. I'd like to smash him in the face with my thorn whip. Oh, no. Sure. No, I wouldn't like to smash him in the face with my thorn whip. My thorn whip. I would like to try and cut off all of his legs at the knees. With a whip? Why not? All right. If you want to go for one of the joints of his legs, which are like arachnid legs, they lift up and then go back down yeah. in an arch. Yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going for the weak, the weak bit, like the joints. Okay, going for the weak bit on one of his knees with your thorn whip. Yep. Make me a roll. Um, hit, yeah? Yeah. 20. Oh. Fuck. And that's how it's done. <laughs> it's a special whip, isn't it? It's a magical whip. Yeah. So looking over at Maud, none of you quite sure whether she can really do magic or not. You see her for the first time reach into her handbag and pull out a magical whip which literally apparates out of nowhere as she starts spitting some rhymes over the top of I can feel it in the air to Phil Collins in Abyssal. The whip juts out, razor sharp um, fangs on the whip, thorns wrapping around the knee joint, grabbing onto it as you see the spider move to one side as you pull hard, jarring it off balance. Roll me some damage. Me? Well, yes. Seven. Seven. Good start. You see its stubble. You see the equivalent of a spider twisting its ankle as a look of pain comes across the razor-sharp teeth in the face of the stag. As Maud, are you going to do anything or are you just going to stand there in open plain sight at this point? Uh, yes. I would like to. Am I allowed to now cast a spell? No, that was a spell. Okay, can I cast another spell? No, you get one, you get one action and then you can move somewhere if you want. Uh, I'd like to give it the finger. <laughs> Your bonus action, you flip off the spider. Yeah. <laughs> As it. you car- carry on standing in plain sight? Yeah, fuck it. Singing Phil Collins really loudly at it. Singing Phil Collins in, in a bit. It's truly upsetting. What a combination. <laughs> oh, and air drums yeah. and the end of EastEnders. Taking out, taking out some uh, pots and pans and, and a ladle. <laughs> what a chance going... <laughs> Uh, Tati, you're up. What are you doing? Um, so, hiding behind the um, table, yes. um, I'm going to Hunter's Market. Mm-hmm. Do I have, just before I take my action, do I have any idea what this thing is? Oh, God. Or would it, uh, would it take my action to, like, investigate it? That's a good question. I'll say that's not an action. I'll say, just for the sake of keeping things moving along, as you've only got a handful of seconds to do your action anyway... You're a f- you're aware. Somebody asked earlier. This probably isn't a benign creature. It doesn't look like uh, something you'd find in a zoo. It looks like nothing you've ever seen before. It looks like some hellish monstrosity out of some other dimension, but generated he by. He may have feeling. Just because something looks evil doesn't mean it is. Can we ask him what his name is? <laughs> I mean, you just chopped his leg off. Also, eat, eat that guy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's evil. You know what, Tatty, as your... I will say as a freebie, you can ask him if he knows Gaspard. <laughs> Do you know Gaspard? <laughs> Not in that voice. As the rictus grin, the rictus grin on the spider turns towards you, eyeing you up as a small gnomish snack as you go to make your action. Okay. 
Um, I'm just going to uh, shoot it with my short bow. Oh, second. All right. Um, was I was I hidden when I jumped behind the, the, yeah. the table? Can I take advantage on this attack? Sure. Sweet. Well, the first one was a natural three, so let's hope for better than that. Oh, nice. Uh, second one was a natural 19, so 29 to hit. Advantage is just the highest of... Uh, oh, right, I see. Yeah, you 29 to hit. I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah, definitely hits. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so damage is 10 plus... I'm getting sneak attack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose he is engaged in combat with Maud. I yeah. figured he would be, to be fair. Um, 10 plus... 17. 17 points of damage. Um, yep. And then I guess I'll just duck down uh, back behind the, the table again for, for yep. what it's worth. I guess it's, it's probably totally out of view again. Like the children behind the table in the kitchen in Jurassic Park looking at the reflection of the spider in the fridge opposite you. Right. Hanash, you're up. What are you doing other than flinging shit at... <laughs> so, I get two, act- two attacks now, two actions. You do. So, firstly, I'm going to hit... Can I... Did Maud hit, hit it in one of its legs, did we say? Yeah, she didn't break the leg, but she's clearly hobbled it in one of its legs. Can I speaking. go for that same leg? Please, on my Absolutely, you can. And I'm going to do a manoeuvre as well. So, 17 to hit. Hits. Uh, so... 15 damage plus eight. So that's 21 damage. And no. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw. So I'm going to do a goading attack. So it needs to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, fuck. Oh, we got 14. Okay. Apparently, very wise. I think that, yeah, that means it saves. Yeah. Uh, so then I've got my next attack so I'm going to move a bit further away I'm going to move 15 feet away and then yep. I'm going to shoot it with my blunderbuss in the same way <laughs> having crushed one of its legs its leg now starting to hang off you see one of the legs now hanging slightly limp as Hanash pulls the blunderbuss off the back of his on the cord that is on uh, 19 to hit hits <laughs> uh, 7 damage I think oh uh, it should have already applied one. I think it's seven damage. Alright. What's the what was the extra one did you say? So I know if it's if I get nineteen I normally get extra damage, but I think it would have counted Yeah. So you've now damaged one of its legs, it still has seven good legs left. As it is the spider's turn. Um It's cool guys. After this we might have to reassess everything. Hmm. Spider moving forward slowly, looking around at. Uh, first of all, looking at um, the person who just shot it with a blunderbuss. It scuttles forward and makes a bite attack against you, Hanash. Uh, as you look up into its face, it leans down and, and takes a massive bite at you, getting 24 to hit. Hits. Damn. Oof. Ow. You take you take four points of piercing damage as you feel sharp teeth crunch through the metal of your armor. You feel a sharp pain in your chest. 
you take uh, the four points of damage, but you also take um, nine points of poison damage. Ooh! Damn. And everyone looks over at the brave form of the orc, half-orc, who's just been munched on as you look down, the teeth of the stag disengaging out of him as he slumps back down. But you've noticed you've done some, you've done some good damage. You've done some good old damage to the um, spider. It definitely noticed the first two attacks. It's looking somewhat injured. Good, it's half my life, so... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, there's loads of you. You'll all be fine. Um, right, moving on from... Oh, no, hang on. The spider gets two attacks. What am I talking about? The spider's going to look over. It's looking around for who it can see as Maud's hidden... Uh, the spider's going to look at Maud and it's going to try and web Maud as it fires a web. It's going to try and hit you, Maud. Is it my go? No. Oh. It's the spider's go. As the spider gets 11 to try and web you. Is that less than your armor class? No. <laughs> no. What's your armor class? No. What's your armor class? <laughs> oh, as Maud, as a spat of... White fluid comes out the spider and just clicks Maud to the wall. You see her webbed to the wall. I like to roll my eyes and go, the fuck again. Every night out ends like this. (laughs) Things that happen, though. Every night. You can try, on your turn, you can try and get free of it on a DC 12 strength check. But you've got a reaction, haven't you? Because you can use Abyssal Rage. You can use the, uh, what's it called? I, I'm going to scream rebuke. Hellish Rebuke at it. Yeah. Because you scream Hellish Phil Collins at it, as unfortunately it didn't wave your mouth. Ironic, because you could feel it coming in the air tonight. <laughs> Go on, then. We need to see if we can use the rights to that song title, because that'll be the... the yeah, I'll episode. reach out to Phil, he's a close friend. <laughs> <laughs> Always visits the orchard. Hmm. We winter together in the Maldives. Together. <laughs> if you spell it C C U M, maybe maybe you can get it. Yeah, yeah in maybe, maybe you can get that around Spotify. Who knows? We'll see. Let's find out. It's terrible at that point. It's all it's all fake. Parody. So you're gonna make an attack roll, Maud. <laughs> I think I think the spider has to make like a dexterity saving throw, a saving throw of some kind. Yeah. What does it say, Maud? Sorry, what am I clicking on? Your abyssal rage. I'm sorry. Attack. Right, we'll just edit all this out later. Dada, dada. I can't find it. Ah, Hellish Rebuke. Hellish Rebuke, thank you. Right, so do I click on Use or do I click on Effect? Use. Then click on the blurb. What what does it have to make and what does it take? No. You point to your finger and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes... 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Well, it got a 6, so we're going to say it failed. Okay, cool. Bravo. Is it crispy? Well, you you roll me the damage. It's crispy. Perfect. 13. Woo! As it splooges you to the wall, it's left one hand free as you point a crooked claw at it howl some abyssal as flames start licking up. You look up and the antlers on top of the stag light up like a menorah 
as um, <laughs> the abyssal flames lick round the spider as it's you hear a howl coming out of the stag's mouth as it takes 13 points of damage Ooh. I can see it coming in the evening light uh, Belsio mm-hmm. you're up uh, is, uh, are people in close combat with this abyssal stag spider yes danger closed um, okay. No, I'm, I'm 15 feet away. Yes, oh, no, oh, no, the spider came and bit me, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. The spider's hovering over him with poison dripping out of him. Okay. I'm gonna yell at everyone, get back for your next turn. <laughs> and <laughs> for my, and then with, with the implication that um, my next turn, I want everyone to be 20 feet away. In about 36 seconds time. I yell, I yell that to everyone, so keep keep that in mind. Okay. You could hold your action, I guess. Until you can hold your action until things happen. Yeah. yeah. It's up to you. No, but I can attack now and, and just you you, yep. you uh, can okay. wait, wait for everyone uh, to... Right. Yeah. You, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can shout up a rousing warning that... Everyone, get you down. You can see Phil Collins to scare it. Yeah, you can, if you you've got something you can do now as well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Why um, don't you? Why don't you convey how unhappy we are and interpret the dance? Why don't you use mending on its poorly leg? Yeah, it might need. It might need. Um, is it intelligent this creature, or is it just like a? It seems to be relatively intelligent. Yes. Can I use Detect Thoughts to see if it's evil? Sure, you've got six <laughs> seconds. If you want to use Detect Thoughts... I just want to make sure, because I don't want to kill it if it's if it's a nice guy. Softy. Um, <laughs> yeah, if it's got an intelligence of three or lower, I can't no, understand. It's got, a, it's got an intelligence higher than that. Okay, so I can, I can, read, its, I can read its surface thoughts. Okay, Surface no, thoughts. No, no. The surface thoughts of the creature are um, hungry. The, the, the surface thoughts of the creature are pain um, from oh. the abyssal fire, which is licked across its head. It's concerned that um, the biting through the orc's, uh, the half orc's armor, has loosened one of its teeth, uh, and it's also annoyed at the music which is belting out from the fucking tiefling that's nailed to the wall I mean so far this all sounds pretty reasonable it doesn't seem like a can I can I probe deeper to see if it's like evil but it gets to make a it gets to make a wisdom saving throw sure I'll make a wisdom of, saving throw uh, 13 but I want to see if it's um I want to I want to understand its reasoning its emotional state why does it hate Phil Collins? That's more. Important. Why? Why does it hate Phil Collins? I want to know. No. What kind of bad memories has it got? Surrounded by Phil Collins. It got twelve oh. for a wisdom saving throw. I want to know its reasoning. I want to know what 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 keeps this spider awake at night. <laughs> as um, as you probe and worm into its brain, it looks around looking for the source. At first, it was just angry, biting down on the half orc annoyed that its horns were on fire as it looks around it feels something needling into its brain as you manage to penetrate its its outer mental armour as you just hear its inner voice saying alright boyo (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ fuck yeah (laughs) 
Cool, well, just I says, come back. I was asleep, and you fucking woke me up. It's Welsh, I shout. Is he Irish or is he Welsh? I'm very concerned. All I want to be is fed. <laughs> Mm. Hungry. Why do you hate Phil? Well, you're not there. <laughs> and don't say you can speak to animals. I can. He's not an animal. Uh, yeah, you basically, as you delve into his thoughts, you feel nothing. A, a horrible, disgusting, a bit like um, if you accidentally touch the toilet brush in a public toilet, you just feel oh, tarnished. Oh, God, as, kill it. Um, there's just this disgusting slick oil all over your mind oh. as, it, as the evilness permeates as you hear a voice saying I'm going to swallow your soul boy yo <laughs> <laughs> ah Indian somehow, all right, all right, somehow that and the Phil Collins thing they, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> that was the last straw <laughs> that was the last straw this thing's gonna die <laughs> okay okay that tells me everything I need to know I mean at no point did this thing ever Dress itself as being benign. Right, come on in, Aristobulus, what are you doing? Uh, I've had a lot of time to think, and whilst I was originally tempted to use some of the mysterious pink dust that I've got in my inventory, which, if I remember right, it just gets you really fucked up, but it has a bit of a peculiar... Yeah, you, you blew some of it into Tavistock's Yeah, face. and he, he didn't like it, and then I've accidentally inhaled quite a bit of it, and I've had to be written off episodes for, the, for that reason, but... You, you've had to, you've, you've rubbed it. Into yeah, even when I was here, I've still what missed Mister Day basically. <laughs> so um, plus, it's not really like human or of this world. So I thought that's kind of a waste of time. So I mean, I've got the fucking robe back. Why not go all out? Balls to the wall, baby! Magic missile. Yeah, do I'm it. Doing it. It's gonna fucking roll for it. Let me just double check. It's an auto hit, probably. If it's magic, it's missile. magic missile, baby. Let's see what we get. Roll a d twenty. Yeah, let's fucking go. Whoops. I think you just roll damage for it. Oh, yeah? It? You just roll damage. It's oh, auto hit. sweet. Let me roll then. Here we fucking go. It's a natural one. No, it's a seven. It's a seven, boys. Don't worry. It's a seven. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Seven, seven points of damage, yeah? yeah? All right. Hitting it again, you hit it in another one of its legs as you see its legs go floppy as it now has six of its eight legs working. Do I have an action? Or, or uh, are you just standing around or are you going to run I'm going to get in a cupboard. <laughs> please <laughs> as, you, as one of your lapels goes out mm, and goes yeah. dim you all look over as you see the star twinkle out on Aristobulus's lapel as he goes to open a cupboard tins of peas <gasps> and uh, beans come pouring out he just shovels them all in and climbs in and shuts the tinned door goods. tinned goods oh yes fucking we're back around yes. to the sweaty months of York Um. It is you. Sorry, people. That's actually her squad cast name. For anyone who is a massive royalist, I don't think I don't think our Venn diagram stretches that far. <laughs> I don't think our Venn diagram supports you, Prince Andrew. If you're a supporters. massive royalist, get in the comments. <laughs> uh, Maud, what are you doing? Yeah, get in the comments, you elf. <laughs> Tell you this is going to go down well with people in the Commonwealth. Welcome to all of our friends in yes, the Commonwealth. Yes, yes, the Commonwealth. Don't you remember what happened 200 years ago when we invaded? Oh, oh no. We'll cut that out. We'll, wow, we'll cut this, that out. This got we'll real. Yeah. We are just going for every demographic. We're, right we're just now, going right? for the jugular. The, the views raised in this episode are not contemporary. <laughs> right, Chanel, what are you doing? Um, Ward, I... you, you, you have to make a DC 12 strength check to get out of the webbing. You're currently splurged to the wall. <laughs> Official turn. Ooh. 
Okay, so let's make a strength. Oh, but my strength is minus two. <laughs> Wait, saving throw, not check. Sorry, saving throw. I don't understand. DC 12. Ah, where was that? Sorry. So you should have like two strength bits. There should be like the top one, which is your check, and then the bottom one, which is saving throw. Yeah. Are you on the app? Uh, I'm on the desk. It should be on the left hand side. Should be on the, the top box on the left hand oh, side. Yes, it's minus two. Oh, really? Should roll it. Click it. It was on 16 for a second, and now it's yeah. 8 to minus 2, which is 6. Ah, as you struggle against the cords of splooge, spider splooge, as you cannot scrape yourself off the wall, um, you call out asking for your friends. Aristobulus, from inside the cupboard of beans, you can hear the call of the tiefling as she calls for help. Uh, do you want to say anything other than shouting for help? Um, I'd like to ask the spider what his name is. Um, <laughs> for the sake of the rule of cool, make me a persuasion check. Just because, like, if we're going to kill him, at least we should know his name. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? Yep. Sweet. Mm, such a good persuasion. Fourteen. Go on then. That's quite high. As he looks over, you hear for the first time the spider talk out of the broken moor of half-shattered teeth, which is slightly, he's now a little bit melted from the abyssal fire. You hear him say that his name is Apollyon. What's the last name? For a dick. <laughs> you hear coming out of the cupboard of sweet corn. <laughs> for a dick. The door rattles as I gob off. Can we... Is he... Is he, like, interested in having a conversation, or...? No, he seems quite busy killing you all. No. You you try and engage him in small talk, but uh, <laughs> he's busy. Cool. He says he'll catch up with you at the end of the fight if you're still alive. Okay. Um, Tati, you're up. Um, I'm gonna... Bonus action. Hide. Yes. <laughs> you... should, should I make a stealth check? I think, generally speaking, there's enough scenery around that you can probably hide behind something as you're scattered around, and this only has two eyes on the front of the side of the stag and not the billions of eyes that a spider have. So say so if you want to hide, you can hide. Cool. That's um, an interesting... Uh, that's like a job interview question. Do you ever have the head of a stag and the body of a spider? The head of a spider and the body of a stag? Interesting, interestingly, that did come up in my second interview this week. <laughs> <laughs> you were an abyssal... Uh, if you were actually, actually, I tell a lie. They didn't say stag; they said lion. So, <laughs> not exactly the same. Unfortunately, the spider is the scale. So, <laughs> <laughs> the lion head is giant. Um, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna attack it. Um, I get advantage because, because um, I'm hiding, right? Uh, well, are you hiding or are you attacking it? Well, I'm using my bonus action to hide, and but then you're you hiding. Can... You're not engaged with it. Yeah, but then how would I get sneak attack? If it's engaged with someone else. It's standing over my cold body. Standing over his cold body, you're going to get sneak attack damage. Yeah. He's he's currently engaged with Hanash. Uh, 25. He's not finished munching on him yet. Put a ring on it. What? That hits, right? What'd you get? 25. Very much hits. It's quite easy to hit this thing, it's very large. Uh, six. Come on. Plus seven. Thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. This this thing's starting to look a little bit peaky. As uh, was that with a bow? Yeah. 
as you take it in the throat, it doesn't seem to particularly have a great deal of need of, uh, as a spiritual abomination, it doesn't really have a great deal of need of its jugular. As you go for the soft spots on it, it just looks over in anger at the space where you were as you duck back down behind the table as he gets annoyed at you. Hanash, you're up. As you look up at it off the floor, looking at the bubbling um, the bubbling poison that's coming out of the holes in you. Right. So, I've got some rope, right? <laughs> um, oh, no. So, I'd like to make a noose. Like, real yep. quick. I, I used to be a military man, so I should I should be, like, top-knocked on. Absolutely. Top-knocked on. So, my plan is, am I near the oven? Uh, oof. I'd well, say you're about 20, 20 foot away from the oven. Am I, I just need to be near something that can, like, fit, that, like, physically wrap it on that's connected to the wall. So it doesn't need to be the oven. My plan is, right, so I'm going to jump up, because i got my boots striding, so I'm going to jump, nice. jump up to the stag's head. Yep. I'm going to put it around his antler, pull it so it's tight, and then I'm going to go and then, like, tie it up to the wall. Okay. We'll find we'll find some sort of variant to that. Okay, so make me. Oh God, you like making a DM's life difficult. Uh, I like that. That's a good thing. I'm gonna say, make me a. Yes, please, athletics. Yeah, I'm gonna say either an athletics or an acrobatics check. Uh, Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, just for the sake of storyline-wise, you make a almost lasso-esque style knot. Using your boots of striding, running across the tables, you leap, swing out, hoik it around one of the antlers, pulling as it tightens the knot around it. As you reach out and wrap the rope several times around the back of an industrial cooker, which is heavy and weighed down, as you see the spider pull down to one side onto its two poorly legs, as it's currently now lassoed, uh, anchored in place, if you will. Great. So then I am going to attack with my second scare. Oh, you got two things, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have to kill it? <laughs> Do you? It's your game. You can make friends with them if you really want. Um, um, yep. So I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry. Cool. I was going to say, there's almost no way I'm going to be able to edit that noise out <laughs> back with Chris talking. I'm going to attack. Uh, You're going to attack? I'm going, yes. to use my, I'm going to use my great axe this time. Uh, and I get, oh man, a nine to hit? Sadly not. Absolutely pumped up from the cardio of your heroics of lassoing it and anchoring it to the wall. You take out your great axe, take a swing back. You're absolutely spent. You're blowing air out your ass is you just lean on your great axe puffing as you're like, should have done more fucking cardio. So, I'm going to use my bonus action to sprint as far to the other side of the room and try and hide behind something. I don't know if I can hide. a second wind out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> seeing the creature I, I go, come on, you're better than this. <laughs> oh, get in the gym, you asshole. As uh, you hurdle it, you literally do like a flying hurdle over the top of one of the tables ducking down behind it, your axe clattering beside you which takes us round to the spider's turn. Looking around, it's going to try and pull against the cord. It's going to use one of its attacks to try and pull against the cord, which has lassoed it to the um, 
Oof, natural 20. Fuck off. As it wastes <laughs> one of its attacks um, on the cord. The cord stay, the rope stays, but it rips up the oven out of the floor as it's currently carrying an oven around with it. Um, as it scuttles forward, heading towards Aristob- uh, heading towards Belsiar, it's going to make a bite attack towards Belsiar, uh, which it's got a plus five to hit. 16. It's. <laughs> um, dodging this way and that, you feel the more, the sharp, broken teeth tearing a rip through your sexy kimono as <laughs> um, scales part by the teeth. As you take eight points of piercing damage, um, make me a DC 11 constitution saving throw. Okay, 12 plus 5, that's 17. So you pass, so you take half the poison damage, you take 5 points of poison damage as you feel a coldness seep into the wounds as the thing bites you. Uh, it's now currently standing over Belsiar. I have a quick poison question. If you have yes. like a like an antitoxin, can you like use that in the moment or can you only use that like, um, like for a longer Ooh, time? It's a reactionary thing. Um, I don't think... Probably can't use it as a reaction, but I guess if it's like if it's like a potion, you could probably use it as a bonus action. Mm. I think you're only technically poisoned if it reduces you to zero hit points, because if you're poisoned, you don't straight away die. You have like an hour of being poisoned, mm. so somebody oh. could use it on you to, to rescue you. Okay. You don't die instantly from being poisoned, you just lie around in a lot of pain, and then slowly expire. At least that's what we're playing. I'm sure lots of people will write in and tell me I'm wrong. Get in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Belsiar, that's you as you look down at the tear in your silk kimono. A rage rises up into your crocodilian face. Um, I I rustle up my first ever fireball. (gasps) First ever, ever, ever fireball? I think so, yeah. We have a first. Wow. Do you have music attached to the fireball? Do you have like a theme sing? A theme tune you sing? Yeah, we're going to hear it for the first time. Yes. Uh, um, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Just make, no. make it up. Freestyle it. <laughs> ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Fireball. <laughs> fireball, oh fireball. There we go. There's, Your there's flames they shine, no bright <laughs> Feeling weirdly festive looking at the background of As uh, As, as Kenny Loggins plays. Oh, wow. Fire s- swirls around me. Oh, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. You, you had that ready to go. You didn't have to Google it. Was that just an open tab? <laughs> you just put it on before. Yeah. I just have a hundred tabs of Kenny Loggins open <laughs> at any one time. Uh, looking up into the stag's eyes, what are you doing? Um, Other than playing Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I'd, li- <laughs> I'd like to roll Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I roll a Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny plus three. Summoning Kenny out of the portal. I think the I think if it's fireball, then the um, the thing has to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you you fireball. Yeah, tell me all the rules. Dexterity thirteen saving throw. Dexterity thirteen. I'm assuming everyone got out of the way. We moved. We all moved, didn't we? We all removed. I'm in a cupboard. I'm in a cupboard. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got in a cupboard. Yeah. That's 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 good enough. Okay. Um, yes, it's very much like the thing. That Belsiar, you're probably the one that's the bloody closest to it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there it is. Oh, fuck, six. 
It's already down to six of its legs. As you slam it with a fireball, you see once again fire licking up, setting fire to the hair on the legs of the spider. You now see one of the antlers melt off like a wax candle as the creature is in some degree of pain. It's clearly not a fan of flames. Uh, as you damage yet another one of its legs, it's down to five of its eight legs now. It's dragging its ass around. It's What's that, like 8d6 damage? 8d6. Let me press the button. I'm pressing the button. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to actually... I, so I got a one and a two on two of the bites. The, the dice. I'm going to use meta magic empowered spell to re-roll those two. So... Oh, shit. Jesus. <laughs> so take that as 30 plus whatever I roll now. Yes. 35. 35. Jesus. That's wild. Uh, it is looking very damaged. Um, on fire, screaming. If you, you start feeling a little bit sorry for it, I mean, I don't know why, but you're still questioning whether it's evil. Even after it's tried to murder all of you, some part of you. I tried to murder most of the uh, the Kronkrokers if I if I didn't know us. Fair, yeah. We're now going <laughs> to quickly pan back to the small masturbating form of a priest in a cupboard full of tinned mm-hmm. goods. Um, getting out of the tin, uh, of, of, of the cupboard itself, that's not an action, right? No, it's part of your Fantastic. Movement. And uh, final question, there's, uh, how many tins are we talking? <laughs> there's quite a few on the floor. 30? I mean, sure, yeah. cool. I'm casting Spiritual Weapon. Sure. But what I want to do is, um, I think this is in the realms of the, uh, the Spiritual Weapon, would be to um, cast it as like a huge bag for life. You know, like a massive shopping bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it to contain 20 of the 30 tinned goods. Right, okay. sure, that's very specific, but okay, uh, yes, I'm with you on that. And then I want to kind of just send it as a spinning, almost like a huge mace, you know, as a spinning, um, oh, what's it called? What does Miss Trunchbull throw in Matilda? What's that called? Shot put. <laughs> Is it a shot put? Yeah, like a spinning it shot is. put towards the face of this dying beast, please. A huge Asda flail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for the sake of storyline, what I'm going to say is each of you looks over as Aristobulus steps out of the cupboard with real show and pomp and ceremony, like a man arriving in the building. As you all look over, you feel the normal static and crackle of the magic when Aristobulus brings forth his spiritual weapon. His eyes glow in a yellow. Looking everywhere for the giant phallus, you see an almost sock-like blue spectral uh, thing as, as a giant sock arrives in front of him as he loads it up full of tins. Twenty tins in the end of a giant sock swings through the air like a bowler as a spider looks over, twatted to the face with a sock full of tins <laughs> of sweet corn. Thank you. Thank you. Would you like me to roll damage? I would very much. Well, you're going to need to hit it first. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me uh let me roll for that then. That is gonna be a sixteen. Just. And the damage is D eight, let me swap that round and uh E eight. No, an E eight. Yeah, it's a real different dice <laughs> I've got going on. Uh ten. <laughs> ten points of yeah. damage. As a, as the stag looks over, the giant sock full of sweet corn spins around and blats it across the face, cracking off the other antler as it takes a further 10 points of damage. You see now a foul ichor dripping out of where the horn hole was, as the creature is clearly in some degree of pain as it lets out a howl. 
through the air, which turns even the most hardened of you. Maud, what are you doing as you're pasted to the wall? I'm still pasted to the wall. Yeah. I mean, any one of your friends could have released you, but nobody really seems to be in the mood to help you. I mean, you have a hand free. You can probably still use a spell. It's true. I'm going to have a look. Hold on. Sorry. Sock of corn seemed like it was more pressing. I like it. I do like it. Sorry I retconned the bag to a sock. That's fine. I've just always... I've always wanted to see a man bludgeon to death with a sock with a tin That's in fine. it. That's fine. You didn't like it branded as an Asda flail? <laughs> bag for life was just too cliched. <laughs> yeah. You always hear that, don't you? I'm sick of it. <laughs> Who kills someone with a bag for Everyone. life? Every it's minute. Narratively wrong. <laughs> narratively wrong. Sock of corn. Sock of corn. If that's a hill, you're going to die. What are you doing? Sock of corn. Sock of corn. Shock it. Suck it to you. Suck it to you. Can we play shock of corn? Shock of corn. Shock of corn. Suck of corn. I think we got some merch coming. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're gonna a take a look at some of, the, some of those Shaka Khan t-shirts and see how we can. <laughs> right, Maud, what are you doing? Um, I would like to use wild shape, please. What the actual fuck? But you're you're pasted to the wall. Do you want to transform? All right. What are you wild shaping into? Well done for taking nearly a year to use wild shape. Well, fuck. It's you. impressive. So, did you, know, did, did you did you know Maud could transform into creatures? Can I read it? And it she did it in her second ever episode, and then didn't bother to ever use it ever again. It's so much more interesting to beat someone to death with a rock. But <laughs> uh, so, world shape as an action, you can magically t- assume. I'm worried about what you're going to turn into here. No, I can only turn into things that I can see. Oh God. So as an action, you can magic- magically assume the shape of any beast that you have seen before. Yeah. I'd like to turn into the spider thing. <laughs> wow. But there's a difficulty rating with wild shape, isn't there? Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a limit. Why uh, are you harshing my bars? I don't know what the limit <laughs> is for your level. Um, but I would imagine that it might not it might not cover this. What what did we initially fight Maud as? What she was a she was a bullet. Um, can you she could... can she roll advantage since she's already been it? Yeah, I mean she doesn't even she doesn't even need to roll if she if she transforms. It's, it it just happens. It just happens, but there's a difficulty I'd like, rating. I'd like to be a spider stack, please. You could um, you could transform into a, a little fly and just buzz out of the web <laughs> and then transform into something. Not else. as interesting. And the and the sing in its ear, just constantly. Yeah. So what's your druid level? I think you you can probably transform into most four legged or two legged. I'm a druid beast. five. Right. Let's have a look at what you can transform into. Because there are no other animals in this. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be something that you can see right now. It just. Uh, it just means that it has to be an animal that you've seen before. Ooh, could you like simulate Barbara? Ooh, you could. Probably. So basically, you could transform into almost any large creature that you've seen. You could transform yourself into an elephant. You could transform yourself into. A giant scorpion. I haven't seen an elephant. I've not seen a giant. What have you, what have you seen? Some otters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If 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 you wish, I'll say I'll say you can um, 
I'll say you can transform yourself into a giant spider if you like. You're not, you're not going to be the same giant spider as it is, but oh. I think with a druid level of five, you can transform yourself yeah. into a spider. Oh, you could fuck it. <laughs> Turn this into a romance. You're really, you're really... <laughs> Saying it like it's the best idea in comedy. Is that what you'd like to do then? You'd like to use your action to wild shape into a spider? I'd like to be the same as it, but obviously unharmed. I'll say for the sake of it, you can turn yourself into a giant spider. Okay. As you see Maud groaning on the wall, splooged, pasted with one arm free, you see her body distend and crack as her head splits open and legs start growing out of her head. As she lifts up off the floor, turning into a giant spider, you look over and see Belsiar vomit up his lunch as he's not entirely comfortable with this picture and the poison. It's quite upsetting. As Maud, what are you doing? Standing there like the queen of spiders. Uh, I'd like to... You can move. You've already done your action turning. Fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck the spider. Fuck it. Uh, Can I, can I, like, jizz all over the spider and jizz it to the spot? Well, you've, you've, you've already spaffed your actions for your turn, wild shaping, so you can scuttle around at this point. I'd like to be hanging from the ceiling then. Right, so I've got all eight eggs and might as well just hang around a bit. You're going to scuttle up the wall onto the ceiling. As all of you look over and see Maud, you're just glad that Barbara didn't have to see this for herself. <laughs> as Maud has cracked into a spider and is scuttling up the wall. None of you are sure your relationship with Maud will ever be the same Oh, what again. a feeling when you scuttle up the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Tati, you're up. Um, I, uh, I look really confused up at, up at Maud. Uh, and then I, I fire at the, I fire at the fucking, the giant hell spider again. The hellish, the hellish one, not the one. The hellish one. As you look up, your bow moving between the two spiders. (laughs) Um, is someone within five feet of it? Yeah. Uh, Matt. Good. On the floor. Scare, I've had worse. It's a 19 to hit. Hits. It's still Hunter's Mark, by the way. Yeah, I know. Never forget my hunter's mark. <laughs> uh, six plus seven again. It's thirteen damage. Nice. Whoops, looking pretty grim. Um, Another leg snaps off. It's now dragging half of its legs in an oven around behind it. Can <laughs> I use my movement to? Um, if there's a if there's another table I can use that's slightly further away to get there's millions of them. Yeah. Get cover. I'll um, I'll move back about. 10, 15 feet, something like that. Okay. Scuttling back. As Scuttling, he's the one who does the scuttling. As you shuffle backwards, firing an arrow, another arrow looses into the throat of the creature as it howls in pain. Um, Hanash, you see your diminutive little friend shuffle off, hiding as he waves at you. Uh, what are you doing? Well, first of all, I give my little friend a little thumbs up as he goes. Uh, you know, you said that like, we, like this, this stag had a loose teeth. Did, uh, yes, I it does. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Can I? I want to try and hit that loose teeth with my morning star. Absolutely. You see one of his front fangs from biting through your armor. In fact, I'll say as you look down, you see one of his fangs sticking out of the front of your armor as it's come off, and another one is clearly loose on the front. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I want to take the one that's out, like in me, yeah. and then I want to stab it in its eye. Brilliant. Sure. All right. Go for it. Cool. Joe's making an arm strike. I'm, get, I'm hoping there's poison in this, but we'll see. Oh, God. I got a nine. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I got that. As you run up, ripping the fang out of your own chest, a little gout of blood comes out of you. As you leap up in a flying pose, ready to slide down on its eye, it turns around and blats you with its mouth, sending you flying. You bounce off a table and land behind it. Uh, picking yourself up off the floor, what are you doing? You got one more attack. I got motherfuck! And then I... You're still holding on to the fang, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, fuck it. Let's go for it again. Um, I'm gonna... Ouch. Actually, no. I'm just gonna hit it with its morning. I'm gonna hit it with my great axe, but can I go for an eye? Can I try and blind one of its eyes? Blind a bitch, blind a bitch. If you uh, want to go I'm specifically gonna... for part of it, I'd ask you to roll with disadvantage, as it's trickier than hitting the sum of a giant creature. But it's up to you. He's injured, though, isn't he? Yes. I got a natural one. After getting a 20. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you go, you run up, <laughs> leap, go to swing your great axe, you slip on an open tin Ooh. of one oh. of the mushy peas that Aristobulus <laughs> hey, has. Can I use inspiration before this goes any further? Yes. Oh, it's yeah. fine. I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'll re-roll, don't I? Mm-hmm. 22. Running for the creature with the axe, you slip on a tin of opened mushy peas that was released by Aristobulus as you lose your balance. Fortunately, as you did, the creature was swinging for you with one of its feet where you would have been a giant claw uh, foot slamming into the ground, firing up sparks. But fortunately, you slipped over in the mushy peas as you back cut with your axe, cleaving clean through one of the legs of the creature. Uh, Do me some damage. Sure, I'm going to use a manoeuvre as well. So, 16 plus 5. So, 21, and then it needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 14. Uh, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Where did I put the bloody creature stats? There it is. Wisdom? Uh, yeah, please, 14. <laughs> 5. Woo! So, it has disadvantage on all its, um, all its uh, attacks until it gets to me again. Cutting backwards with your axe, you slice off one of its legs as it flumps to the ground. It only has three good legs left now. It's also looking incredibly injured. Black gore is dripping out of it, Hanash, as you're pebble-dashed in black ichor. It's now the spider's turn. The spider turning around, very badly damaged. Looks down at the pile of mushy peas, looks at the orc next to it, looks at its leg, now twitching disconnected from it on the floor and it's going to make a bite attack against the half-orc it's going to make it with disadvantage as uh, got 13 on the first attack? Nope You roll in the mushy pea sliding across the floor as the teeth slam into the deck next to you, it's going to make another attack with disadvantage it gets 9 as the uh, it damages its muzzle on the floor as it tries to bite down at you uh, as the spider is now going to disengage from you it's decided that you're a hard target and a fucker to boot as it scuttles backwards I go tee hee <laughs> you're up uh, right I'm gonna bring out an old classic that I like to call Ice Knife yes Woo! Ice Knife um, I use careful spell to protect her nash. Um, giving a giving a draconic thumbs up (laughs) and that's a to hit a 8 plus 
five, 13 to hit. It's a 14 to hit him, unfortunately. Oh! Okay, uh, the shot explodes. He has to make an 18, uh, dex, dex 13 saving throw for the spider. Well, um, Hanash, does, does he roll everything with disadvantage or just attacks? Attacks. Okay. Uh, was it dexterity? Yes. He got 15. Okay, so he takes half 2d6. Or half 3d6. Of Okay, so that's five damage. <laughs> Could have just. He's looking it. pretty grim. The shard of ice hitting the ceiling above him, exploding, showering down shards into the top of him. You just see now he's just bucketing black ichor out the bottom of the spider. As he looks over at you, Belsiar, the eye is still glinting with an anger. Um, Aristobulus, you're up. What are you doing? Your spiritual weapon's still out, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's still just going. Would it count as an action if I just sort of sent it his direction after I take a move? I think it's... um, I think you can move it normally, can't you? I think you can move it as a bonus action. That's what I mean. Okay, great. So before we get to the bonus action, I mean, he's already injured, right? So we're not that far away from him seeing him off. So I think now's the time to maybe experiment a little bit. Um, I feel like let's see what happens with the flask of fairy shit. Okay. So I'm going to take the lid off and I'm going to aim for the injured eye cavities and just launch it like a grenade. See what, right happens. See what happens. <laughs> oh, no words. Why? 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 Okay. You right, didn't write sure. that one well, in, did is, you? You've, this is why I love being a DM. Um, let's find out what happens. You know, I've kept hold of it for so long. Crack out that wild magic table. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, if it's all right with you, can you make me an acrobatics Ooh, yep, check? Yep, yep, yep. Let me just do a little scoocharoonie. So I was better acrobatics than that. Is it single use only at the bit? Well, the way I'm currently choosing to use it, it suggests maybe, because I guess it's going to fall out, and I don't have a lot of it, but I do have a small flask, so I'm just going to see how much spirals out into its eyes, I guess. Um, Aristobulus is very much taking the Molotov cocktail approach to this uh, this fairy ship. We have a night. We have a nineteen, baby. It's it's a stationary creature. Uh, it's only got three of its eight legs working, so it's got a fairly large upper body. As you take the canister of fairy shit and um, hurl it at the creature, it doesn't see you coming because the creature is too busy. Writhing um, in pain. Apparently, looking at Belsiar and writhing around with shards of glass ice in its head as the fairy canister cracks it right on the side of the head explodes open showering fairy dust all the way across it as the fairy dust mats in the thick ichor um, you see the creature um, writhe around on the floor it's clearly in quite a lot of pain as it lies prone on the floor now. Any magical properties from the fairy excrement, or is it? Turns out it's. I've been carrying around a canister of shit this whole time, and it's just the same. <laughs> it has no magical properties. It's just. It's been shit. <laughs> there are no outward. It doesn't transmute or, or, or anything like that, but it's now very placidly just lying on the floor with three. Of its legs left. Okay. 
rather pat with a passive look on its face. Give it five to seven hours and it'll succumb to a, a nasty staph infection from that shit. <laughs> I've given it, I've essentially just, I've given it pink eye. That's all I've done. for <laughs> Wow. It's currently sitting placidly on the floor. More oh, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bonus, bonus action would be, I may as well get the sock of corn to lamp it in their face again, right? Sorry. You can move oh, yeah. it as a bonus action. You no, don't I, think get you can, to I think you can attack with it as long as it's, it's as long as it's still up. It's, if it's in motion. Yeah. Oh, it's still up, isn't it? Okay, go on. <laughs> Sweet, like a <laughs> weird... Now, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like a weird sock of corn boomerang. It comes back. Oh, Lord, and, he coming. And, and just cra- lamps it across the face one more time. <laughs> go on, then. Make me, an, make me an attack roll for it. Here we fucking go, baby. Let's see what we get. We've got... we got a 15. Hit. Just... Oh, just great damage oh shit sorry yeah damage oh they got 17 17 absolutely dinged up the placid look on its face as it lies on the floor with a grin on its face quite calm as the tin of sock of the sock of corn spins around cracks it across the skull you just see its neck break as it now is just lying on the floor with a grin on its face covered in fairy dust. <laughs> shit, um, shit. It's looking very, very, very injured. Uh, Maud, you're up. I I would like to. I'd like to break off one of its legs. <laughs> <laughs> you are all over the show this game. <laughs> you're, you're a spider. How are you going to break off one of its legs? You're going to come down off the I ceiling. Can't find them. <laughs> it's... The Maud's got eight arms. It's got three arms. It's simple. It's simple arithmetic. You see Maud come down off the ceiling. It's the body of a spider with the face of Maud on it. It's fucking horrifying. <laughs> how's how's the nose? Oh, um, spider with a giant dick nose. <laughs> As it comes down off the ceiling, you see Maud scuttle over to the body, the prone body of Apollyon, who's currently broken with only three legs and a real smile on its face, placated by the fairy dust, as you want to break legs off it. Is it dead? No. It's very, very injured and not very happy. Well, very happy indeed. The fairy dust has really mellowed it out. Is I'd like to end its misery now, so I think it's appropriate. We've all all given it a good kick. How are you going to end its misery? Well, mother it with your cock now. Snap (laughs) off one of its legs and stab it with one of its own legs. That sounds like increasing its misery. <laughs> that sounds very much like the film misery. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you know, crack a few eggs Let's to make it on. to the rest of its three legs. Um, no, I'd like to snap up one of his legs and I'd like to end his misery. How does a spy- spiders aren't renowned for holding tools? Yeah. <laughs> this one is okay. <laughs> you want to just use one of your legs to skewer it? Yeah, I was going to say. Do it that way. It's not, it's not really the same kind of poetic justice, is it? But you know, needs to be fine. <laughs> Have it for every one of my legs. All right. What's the As poetic see... justice in that? Is it? You yeah, I was going to say. So many legs. Uh, he was killed by his own legs. She was. She was smashed to the wall. I have become you. <laughs> As you all look over, as Maud comes down on a wire. Of, of, of beautiful spindled silk which glints in the in the starlight she comes down with her dick nose lands in front of the spider scuttles up you almost think for a second that you hear Apollyon giggle at the dick nose of the spider <laughs> as Maud's leg comes down and the razor sharp blade pierces into the body of the spider as it just explodes showering gloop and ichor everywhere as 
the lights go out in Apollyon's face and all that's left is a grinning smile as Maud is left as a giant spider watching over you all. I turn back in a couple of hours, don't worry. Cool. Woo! Good job, everyone. Woo! Woo! It's at this point that you all look down at yourselves. Everyone looks over at Aristobulus as he looks up at the spinning sock full of corn. Kind of proud of himself. Hanash looking down at the chipped axe where he's cracked through one of the legs of the spider. Looking down, you now are holding on to a poison spider fang, which you can put in your inventory if you wish. Well. Uh, Tati, you've managed to get some of the black ichor on your boots of spider walking, but you think that can only probably make them slightly more fit for purpose. As Aristobulus, no, Aristobulus, as Belsia, you look down at your kimono with a rip in it, and you think to yourself, I'm going to need to get the sewing kit out tonight. <laughs> and heal up. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't need to do that anymore. I've got mending. It's true. And plus, we need to escape. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. And it's with that that you hear a noise behind you as the doors burst open. The Kenku comes running back in with oh, various guards. Off. Oh, fuck <laughs> Kenku. Shit back. As the Kenku's gone to get help, the guards come running in. As they look around, one of them looking over at all that's left of the greasy smear of um, webbly pebbles on the floor, hurling up his own lunch. As all of them look on in disgust at the smiling rictus form of the half-spider, half-stag that's lying prone on the floor, one of them, mouth agape, staring up at the giant spectral sock full of tins as it spins in the air. Can I, um, can I turn to the guards and just be like, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> this is a boomerang of corn. And that's where we're going to leave this week's episode. Fantastic. With Maud as a spider. And as... I was going to suggest that you use a bone saw on it if uh, Maud had killed it. That's how you were trying to lure it into the fucking oven. <laughs> Just like that for half an hour. Fucking hell. It's thick. Well, I played that out for real. That had 150 health points you had to get rid of. Oh, yeah. I figured it was a, a juicy one. It's a we big, did well. It's a big boy. You did very, very well. There was a lot of tag team there. I'm very surprised nobody helped Maud, who was ah, wedged well, to a wall. That's why I tried doing well, the rope thing, then we'd have a bit more time to help. Ah, every, I, I'm, I'm proud of you for not using your spiritual penis. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, You've grown as a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, what can I say? Yeah. Again, it's character growth that we've seen throughout, throughout mm. this. You know, we're really getting there. We're, we're not getting character growth that happens whether you like it or we're not. We're not getting there quickly, but we're getting there. Pod, it is just me again. Thanks so much for swinging by again this week. We really appreciate you tuning in for another fat dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. Now then, assuming you've made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? But yet, you could give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on and tell us exactly what the hell you think of us. Feedback is always appreciated. As we said at the start of the program, it would really mean the world to us if you were able to support the wonderful souls over at Grimm & Co. You can find them at grimandco.co.uk. That's Grimm with two M's and co.co.uk.
Also, for all the latest news and updates, we can be found on the socials. You can find us on Twitter at AnO number one. Now, there's a particularly disturbing group photo of us all there right now for your viewing pleasure. So go check that out. You can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and at adventurous-anonymous.com. So, that just leaves time to say a huge goodbye from Raggy, Chris, Lewis, Matt, Chanel, and myself. We'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. <laughs>